New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Arjuna Arda, and he's the author of Better Than Sex, The Ecstatic Art of Awakening Coaching. Arjuna, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. Well, I have to start off, Better Than Sex. Where did you get that title for that book? I was teaching a seminar in Vienna, Austria, uh, a seminar about awakening coaching. And, you know, because it's a coaching method, I don't guide people so much myself. I train them how to guide each other. So they guided each other into awakening, which means into the recognition of limitless consciousness, the, the quantum field of all possibilities, of, of, of all well-being and solutions, of all love. So it's a powerful experience to recognize limitless consciousness as your own nature. So we did that on the Saturday. Everybody relaxed into that very beautifully. And then on Sunday, they came back. And I was asking people, well, how's, how's it going? You know, this, uh, one day later, how are you doing? Somebody said, wow, I felt all the stress dissolved from my body. Somebody else said, I felt so much creativity and, and, and new energy. And we went round the circle. And then this one woman, she said, ah, oh, she said, I feel so good. I just can't describe it. I feel so good. I feel so alive. It's, it's, it's better than sex. And I said, wow. I said, thank you so much. Could I use that as the title of my new book? <laughs> so. That's fantastic. Well, Awakening Coaching, that's mm. something you founded, something Awakening Coaching Training. And mm. this book is mm. really describes it. So help our listeners to know why, there are lots of different coaching methods that mm. are available yeah. in the whole field. This is a rising field. Mm -hmm. uh, what is Awakening Coaching? Okay, well, Awakening simply means a moment of recognizing who or what it is who is experiencing all of this. Almost always the attention is velcroed onto the object of experience. Sounds you hear, things you see moving, thoughts that you notice. But who is noticing all of that? Now that may seem like an obscure esoteric question. It's a very practical question because all day long, for decades, we say I, we say me. But what is it? When we investigate that, we can have direct experience of the nature of consciousness, of awareness itself. And the reason that's relevant is we discover that awareness or consciousness, your true nature, is actually limitless. It is free. It is free of suffering. It's the source of all creativity, of all solutions, of all love. So when you tap into that and recognize that in this moment now, you become infinitely resourceful. Your life shifts from one of acquisition to one of contribution. So this is a very practical thing. Now, the recognition of limitless consciousness, the taste of awakening, we've always had that in every culture. But it's mostly been couched in hierarchical and mostly patriarchal traditions. So it's been couched in traditions with tons of dogma, of all kinds of rituals, of beliefs, of restrictions on lifestyle. Today we're realizing that is not necessary because we've upgraded everything now we can actually have really excellent support in the recognition of awakening in peer-based 
sane relationships, a coaching relationship. We don't need hierarchical, patriarchal organizations anymore. This can happen beautifully in a sane, respectful relationship. So you're saying we can go beyond the guru or beyond the teacher. So it's it's a relational, it's a one-on-one support system. Right. And it's no different than having a swimming coach or a tennis coach or a life coach or any kind of coach. When you have a coach, that's not somebody who's better than you or tells you what to do. A coach is somebody who can see your brilliance, who can recognize your innate brilliance and help you to bring it forth. But it's a respectful relationship. For example, Michael Phelps, who's won 18 gold medals at the Olympics, he was coached by Bob Bauman right? No one's heard of Bob Bauman. Everyone's heard of Michael Phelps. But Michael Phelps in every interview acknowledges Bob Bauman as the one who made it all happen, okay? But Michael Phelps gets the glory. Bob Bauman is leading from behind. He's the coach. Well, in the same way, you can recognize your true brilliance. You can step into a current of energy which allows you to completely give the gift you were born to give with a coach leading from behind. Now, that's a good example because in your writing, you point out Michael Phelps, he had this long, lanky body. He had this long arm reach. Now, the coach Mm. didn't necessarily have that. The coach would never have gotten a gold medal. Right. But he could see that there was a potential in in Phelps that he he could actually excel. So that... Yeah. See, that's seeing the potential in your upper body strength. Let's extrapolate that out to being able to look someone right in the eyes and to see not their upper body strength, but to see through the appearance of their personal story and to see the brilliance that is waiting to give its gift, to see the love and the creativity and the resourcefulness and the contribution to humanity that is trapped behind unnecessary limiting beliefs. Arjuna, there's an analogy you use in your writing, Mm. and I I loved it. It's like somebody comes into coaching dressed up as a cloud Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and the coach can see the clear sky of Mm. who that person is i mean i mean if it's magical when that happens exactly so we all of us have our personal story which includes triumphs and defeats which includes possibility but also limitation and that that's part of the story we can't make that go away right? That's, that's compassion to recognize that we have our limitations. But those limitations are something like a crucible or a container for something else that comes through you, not from you. And that is a source beyond all of us. It's a universal intelligence. Einstein called it the unified field. You know, We can have ways to tap into that and to bring it forth so that our lives become more of a, of a conduit for brilliance that comes from beyond ourselves. And if you look at it, most of the great people in history have recognized that their gifts are coming through them. A really good example of this in somebody alive today is Leonard Cohen, who's been making incredibly inspiring music for you know, decades. Today, he's been through a resurgence. He's 80 years old, but he's, he's at his peak of recognition and celebrity in the last years. I did an interview with him for my book, Translucent Revolution, and I spent like 10 minutes persuading him how incredible his album, 10 New Songs, you know, I was saying that, you know, that, that's, that, that album, it's like, it's like the Upanishads. Nobody's made an album like that ever. And he was saying, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And finally he said, well, he said, I guess there was something special came through there, but I was just available as its steward, as its scribe, you see. And that's, 
That's true for all of us. We are not responsible for our greatness. We are simply stewards of a greatness that wants to push through us. And we need coaching to step out of the way and to allow that gift to give itself. And I'm also thinking that if we're really good on paper, our life is really great, mm. but we feel there's something kind of missing. Yeah. You found, and, and people have researched this, that when we are giving that gift to others, mm-hmm. That's when that real satisfaction comes. It's not from acquisition. We're getting past all that yeah. phase of acquiring, acquiring. Exactly. But, but when we're truly in tune with mm. something magnificent and we're feeling present in mm-hmm. our life, mm. it has to do with some sort of giving. It's absolutely. So truly fulfilled people in any dimension live lives not characterized by acquisition, but by contribution. So one day we're all going to die. One day we're going to breathe our last breath. But at that moment, the important question will be, did I give it all? Did I discharge everything that I was given to be a steward of? Did I love my children to the point that they feel overwhelmed with gratitude? Did I write the poem I was given the task of writing? Did I sing the song I was born to sing? If you can say yes to those questions, you die at peace. You die in an integrated way. And... That is possible. You know, if we just wake up and ask ourselves the right questions, that becomes possible. And that reminds me of um, in the Declaration of Independence, you know, it offers the idea that the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. But I I remember something that Sir Lawrence Vanderpost said about that. He said, you know, it's not pursuing happiness. It's those people that you're talking about, those Mm. people who feel truly successful in their lives, is that they found something that makes meaning. Yes. And it's meaning more than happiness. Right. And happiness is a byproduct of the gift being given. I'm thinking of many of the people that are mentioned in the book, Better Than Sex. You know, one of them is Connie Kishba, who was the senior research nurse at UC Davis Medical Center in the oncology department. So she spent decades of her life working with cancer patients who were, had been given up on. The system had abandoned them as unhealable, but they weren't old people. To be in the research department, to be on experimental drugs, you had to be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you see. So she spent decades working with those people. That's not like a fun job. You don't choose that because it's going to make you happy. You choose it because it gives your life meaning and purpose because you can serve people. But happiness was the byproduct for her. She carried a beeper with her 24-7, 365 days a year. Because once she entered into a relationship with a patient like that, she couldn't abandon them. She had to be there all the time. She couldn't take time off. Incredibly stressful job, but incredibly fulfilling. And not everybody's called for that kind of task. But truly successful, brilliant people are the ones who are making the maximum contribution possible. And happiness is a byproduct. And also that contribution may not bring you money. It's like, do what you love and the money will follow. I remember Michael used to say, yeah, he didn't say when and how much. Well, (laughs) let me just comment on that for a minute. It may not bring you the kind of money that internet marketers (laughs) would suggest you need. But what I have seen time after time after time after time after time is when you dedicate yourself to giving the gift, which is your duty and responsibility to give, money ceases to be an issue. 
All right. Now, that may mean that you find a way to live very simply. It may mean that you've got plenty of money rolling in, but your life is not dominated by thoughts about money anymore. Right, right. And some people would call that finding your life assignment. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that, that when tuning into that gift that we're here to give. Now, let's go back to coaching. Mm. How does awakening coaching, which is what you really are working with, How can it help us find that gift? Well, we talk about seven innate brilliances, which make a good awakening coach. We can focus on a few of these in answering the question. So the first step is to help the coaching client or the coachee truly and deeply connect with the dimension of themselves that's infinite. That's like moving from a Newtonian model to a quantum model, that you get in touch with the dimension of you that has no limits. But that remains somewhat fragile and virtual until we can embody it. But before we go on, when mm. you mentioned Newtonian and quantum, mm. Newtonian, that would be kind of Physical. a mechanistic, Cause things and work like a clock and we can yeah. predict them and, Cause and, effect, and we yeah. can have control over them. Quantum and then physics the quantum, is where things can disappear and reappear magically out of nothing because they're going in and out of the quantum state all the time. And they can affect things at a distance and they right. do all sorts of... Exactly. Subatomic uh, particles don't follow the same rules as physical reality. So we're trying to get in touch with this kind of reality. We're realizing this is... Let me explain. Okay. There's not much trying necessary. Trying is counterproductive. What's necessary is waking up to the undeniable reality once it's recognized that you are that already, you see. Now, in the same way, you don't have to try to make this glass here become a manifestation of the quantum state. If you just drill down into its essence, you're going to get to molecules. The molecules uh, will show you atoms. The atoms will show you subatomic particles. And you'll discover that this glass is already just a tremoring, a vibration of a unified field. And it's mostly space. And it's hard for us to realize that. What we have to do through physics, we're not going to be able to do that here, is you've got to be able to drill down past the superficial appearance to the essence. Now, in the same way, when a human being inquires into their true nature deeply, you find thoughts, you find feelings, you go deeper, you go deeper, and you find all of that is contained in that which is observing it. And that which is observing it, when we really pay attention, has no boundaries, it makes no sound, it's not masculine or feminine, there's nothing to be healed in it, there's nothing missing from it, it's your true nature. But we can't just hang out there because that becomes a form of denial. It's necessary to also fully embrace and inhabit the human story. We've got to have both. We've got to be willing to show up as a human being with all of the inconveniences that brings, but to contain it within this recognition of spaciousness. So there's some sort of analogy that I I love that you use, and it's about that we go into a movie and we fully embrace the movie. It's a Mm. dark theater and Mm. we just feel all the feelings of that. But we're not attached to it as, okay, this is real. It's like there's a slight separation. I think I told the story in my book about when I watched uh, Silence of the Lambs after having been away a long time. (laughs) And so briefly, I I ended up alone in a house in a very remote area. And I hadn't seen movies for two years because I'd been away in in India. And so uh, I, I went to the video store 
to find a, a very gentle kind of Disney movie. And I thought, oh, here's one with a nice title, Silence of the Lambs with Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster. That's got to be a sweet movie. So 10 o'clock at night, right? Everybody's gone. I'm in this remote windswept house, right? Put the movie in and 10 or 15 minutes into the movie, I realized this is not a Disney sweet no, movie, it's, right? It remind people it was Hannibal Lecter <laughs> right, who, who, right. Was, who was a, a cannibal. I right. mean, it was, yeah. it's a frightening, frightening movie. Yeah, well, not only Hannibal Lecter, there was also the little girl trapped in a pit, you know, being, right. being tortured by a psychopath. So anyway, once you get that far into a movie like that, you've got to watch it all the way through and hope for a happy ending. Because if you go to bed in the middle, you're just going to fantasize, you know, what could possibly happen. So I found the art of watching that movie was if you just detach completely and just realize, oh, this is just shimmering image on a screen, well, you might as well not watch it. You've killed the movie. But if you get too lost in it, you get completely freaked out. So you've got to stay somewhere in the middle where you recognize the moviness of it, but you also are willing to get engaged in the story. And that's actually the way to live life, you see, is that you have enough connection with your true nature, this becomes actually humorous. It becomes a game. But you have enough willingness to participate that you're fully in the game, you see? So that's how you raise your children. That's how you make love. That's how you make money. That's how you contribute to the world. You give everything, but with no attachment to the outcome. Oh, this is wonderful. We could talk on and on Let's about this. <laughs> I know. We're, this is the first of many, many conversations mm. that we will surely have. Mm. Arjuna, I want to thank you so much for being with us on the New Dimensions Cafe. And you want to give us one last something. I do. I do. What I want to give you is thank you, Justine Toms. And thank you, Michael Toms, for doing all you've done for so many years. There's nobody else does this with the integrity and thoroughness that you do. So thank you for being a torchbearer for all of us. My pleasure. My pleasure to just let it flow through me, as you mm. say. I've been speaking with Arjuna Arda, and he's been our guest today. He's the author of Better Than Sex, The Ecstatic Art of Awakening Coaching. And he's also the founder of Awakening Coaching Training in Nevada City, California. And if you'd like to know more about his work and even his online courses, you can go to his website, arjunaarda.com. That's spelled A R J U N A. A-R-D-A-G-H dot com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you so much for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. And I invite you, please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.